To say things got a little chippy during the final week of the regular legislative session might be an understatement. I am not going to get into a tit-for-tat as to whether the Senate or the Senate Republicans care or don't care about bullying, care or don't care about how we are working to educate and help our students with special needs. From the Kansas News Service, I'm Jim McLean. This is Statehouse Blend, Kansas. We don't agree, but in order to break the impasse, we agree to run your plan on the House floor tomorrow. Lawmakers did come away with a school finance plan passed and signed by Democratic Governor Laura Kelly. Republican leaders twisted arms but still couldn't muster the votes to override the governor's veto of a corporate tax relief bill. And try as they might, those same GOP leaders couldn't derail Kelly's nomination of David Toland to head the Kansas Department of Commerce. Let me say first, I respect the nominee and I wish him no ill will. I'm just deeply concerned that we're putting a person with such a high level of controversy surrounding him into a top position of business for our state. For the last several years, Tolan led a nonprofit health improvement and economic development organization in Iola called Thrive Allen County. His aggressive leadership style won him both admirers and critics. One of those local critics was Virginia Crossland Maka, who just happens to be the vice chair of the Kansas Republican Party. She helped orchestrate opposition in what proved to be a bruising confirmation battle that ended this past week with the Senate voting 23 to 14 to confirm Toland. The ferocity of the fight surprised him, but a few days after the vote, Toland said he was ready to move on. I'm not one to hold grudges. I'm here to try and put the Department of Commerce back together and to make sure that we are a good partner to businesses. I think we all have the same goal of wanting our state to grow and prosper. We may have disagreements about how we get there, but um, I'm committed to working with anybody who wants to Uh, help our state's economy, help our state's businesses and communities, because that's what we're all here to do. Regardless of whether they voted for you or not. Regardless of whether they voted for me or not. We've got work to do. The day after the Senate voted to confirm you in the post, uh, you flew out to Dodge City for what was it, an economic development conference? It was the Rural Opportunities Conference. As I understand it, I wasn't there, but as I understand it, you got a standing ovation? Yes. How'd that make you feel? Well, I I think the reaction I got at the Rural Opportunities Conference um, reflected the fact that for 11 years, I've been working with these people across the state. These are my friends and colleagues who um, I've been able to do good work with, and I'm proud of that body of work. And I think the response that I got reflects um, the depth of those relationships and, um, you know, our ability at Thrive Allen County to deliver for folks in a rural setting and to act as a model for other rural communities. You know, Thrive Allen County is a quality of life coalition, and it's, it's a model that's very different. A quality of life coalition, that's an interesting term. Yeah, it's, so it's a model that's very different in the state where we blended health initiatives with traditional economic development. Mm-hmm. Uh, something like um, eliminating a food desert, that's, that's a health initiative. It's also about bringing a grocery store to town and employing 50 people. Is that a philosophy that you bring to this job now statewide? Well, uh, to a certain extent. I mean, at the end of the day, um, our biggest challenge in the state, our biggest economic development challenge is our workforce. We don't have enough uh, skilled workers to fill the positions that we have. That means that we need better K-12. It means that we need to have um, vocational ed at the, the college level. And it means that we need healthy employees. And um, I think much of what I did in Allen County will be helpful Mm -hmm. in this new role. 
what are the biggest priorities that you see over the next four years? I mean, what do you really want to do with this agency for this state? Three big priorities. Um, number one, rebuilding our business recruitment and development division, reestablishing a presence in key domestic and international markets. Number two, we have got to communicate better as an agency. We need to be more transparent in what we do. We need to have a better relationship with the legislature and with local economic developers and, and businesses across our state. And then number three, we've got to have a plan. We must have a strategic plan. What are the incentive programs we need? What are the workforce uh, services that we need in order to, to support that side of it? And um, as part of this, we need to know whether the incentive programs that we have are giving us the return on investment that is expected. As you know, Lieutenant Governor Lynn Rogers is going to lead a rural prosperity initiative in the Kelly administration. I was wanting to ask you how much you will be involved in that. So Lieutenant Governor Rogers will be the head of the Office of Rural Prosperity, and the Department of Commerce is working very closely with Lieutenant Governor on designing this, this program. But that design is going to be informed, first and foremost, by a listening tour. A Topeka-driven approach is not the solution here. It's got to come from rural communities. And so that's why we're going to go out on the road as we set up this new Office of Rural Prosperity. Starting in roughly May, I understand? I believe so, yes. Okay. Maybe it's just me, but when people hear listening to her, I think what that computes to in the minds of some people, uh, no action, just more window dressing. How is this going to be different? Well, I think it's going to be different in the sense that um, there's an authenticity as it relates to our, our rural cred. Um, <laughs> I am a, a rural guy. Uh, Lieutenant Governor Rogers grew up in a, a town of uh, about 1,000 people in rural Nebraska. Part of what we know, having come from these rural settings, is that a solution that might make sense in southwest Kansas doesn't make any sense in southeast Kansas or northeast Kansas. We've got to have solutions that reflect the culture of, of a particular community or a particular region and uh, the economic realities on the ground in these places. David Tolan, thank you. Thanks, Jim. With hundreds of teachers packed into her office to watch, Governor Kelly signed a bill to increase public school funding by another $360 million over the next four years. Here we go. All done. Now everyone waits to see if that will satisfy the Kansas Supreme Court and bring an end to years of litigation over whether the state is spending enough on education. Moments before lawmakers adjourned this past week, the top Democrat in the Senate, Anthony Hensley, made a final motion. I move to withdraw House Bill number 2066 from the Committee on Public Health and Welfare, and the bill be placed on the calendar under the order of business general orders. The purpose of this motion is to allow for debate and vote on Medicaid expansion. And so when they return on May 1st from what amounts to their spring break, senators will vote on a procedural motion that could, just could clear the way for a vote on an expansion bill that the House has already passed. We're also taking a bit of a break, but we'll be back soon. This is Statehouse Blend, Kansas. In Topeka, I'm Jim McLean. Statehouse Blend, Kansas is a production of the Kansas News Service, a collaboration of public radio stations across the state. I'm Amy Jeffries, news and podcast editor. While the lawmaking is on pause for a few weeks, the news is not. Go to ksnewsservice.org for the latest and tune in to KCUR, KMUW, Kansas Public Radio, and High Plains Public Radio. 
If you like Statehouse Blend, please subscribe, leave a review, and hey, it's fundraising time, so contribute to your local public radio station. Thanks to Nameless Dancers and Free Music Archive for our theme song, also known as Warm Evening.